Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by Mikey Kubik, my co-host for this afternoon show. We have a special guest I'm going to let Michael introduce when we get done. But first of all, let us start saying our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Michael. Yes, Joseph. Well, uh, we've wanted him on for a while. We finally got a hold of him because we know he's a busy man. But uh, without further ado, we're going to introduce our state deputy and Knights of Columbus, Michael Kish. Mike, how are you doing? I am doing good, Mike. It's good to be with you and Joe again. Sorry, it did take a while. The first couple of months of uh, the new administration was very busy getting everything set up and getting us going, but I'm glad to be with you guys. Well, good. And we've been, um, I just reading the article that you put in on, uh, on the Keystone night. And mm-hmm. I think it's really appropriate. And I, and I think I'd like to ex- have you expand because I know a lot of our uh, listeners aren't knights and they don't have access to the Keystone night, uh, even though it is available. All they have to do is go to the state website and maybe I uh, can look at it anytime. But I think you brought out so many good things, especially about, uh, you know, where we are going as far as defending life and, and sticking to our true uh, Catholic belief. And uh, so I'd like you to just kind of talk about that a little bit. Sure. I'll, I'll uh, kind of start with that on the March for Life that we had on just recently in Harrisburg. It was very encouraging for me to see so many people and, and so many young people, which was the great thing to see young people out there, you know, standing up for life and, and defending life. And when I uh, looked out and I met so many brother knights that were there, we had probably 10 or 12 councils that had their banners up and, and I walked around and talked to brother knights and they brought, you know, some of them 10, 20 people from their councils and from their churches. It was very, very encouraging for me as a state deputy because the Knights of Columbus have always been pro-life and we always need to be pro-life. And I think seeing that and seeing how the great response we had to across the state, people came from all over the state, um, from far and wide, Erie to Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, to up to Scranton and Allentown. So it was it was very encouraging. Uh, as I said in my article, I talked about us being the ones who have to defend our faith. And one of the things is life, the right to life from uh, conception to natural death. And the Knights have always been on the forefront of that. And with our ultrasound program to help uh, expected mothers to see the baby and and to experience what it really is, that it's not just a clump of cells, if you will, but it is a living human being that you're that the mother is carrying. And our new initiative with the through the Supreme Council, the ASAP program, which is aid and assistance after pregnancy. So we continue on helping people and helping mothers with before their before their baby's born and after their baby's born. And I think that's a big thing for us as knights to be doing. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that uh, I think it's one of the best new programs that we have in, in, in faith and action, because I, I know it's always been occurring. I mean, I know that the councils in the Philadelphia area have been helping out pregnant mothers for years as councils throughout the state, but we've never really actually had a legitimate program that says we should be doing it. And, you know, and, and I think that really uh, helped out a lot. 
Oh, absolutely. That that program, as you said, councils around the state and indeed around the country. It's not just Pennsylvania. The Knights of Columbus have always been helping pregnancy centers and mothers with small babies. And, you know, there's places all over the state and all over the country that the Knights have been helping. This was just a way for Supreme to give a little extra. So, if you know, if a council donates five hundred dollars, Supreme's going to give an extra hundred. So it gives it gives the councils who are already doing stuff a little bit extra to help those pregnancy centers and and birthright in different places that we have already been helping for years. And now they get a little bit extra support from Supreme Council, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I noticed uh, also in the, in this month's issue, it has you passing on the silver O's. And, yes. Uh, I guess yeah. it's now officially left our state. Uh, Correct, yeah. W- we did have a service also at our, uh, our parish and uh, it was well attended, but I think even more so than, than the amount of people attend is the fact that we know the significance of the silver roads and, and the yeah. fact that, you know, it, it's out there and it's directly late related to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Absolutely. We, um, we received it in the western part of the state and it has went across the state into every region, every, every diocese, many parishes held services. I haven't gotten the complete numbers yet and we passed it on to New Jersey. So I think it, it was a great program and it, it was really well, well run across the state. We had uh, I don't know the final numbers. I wish I did have them for you to give how many people attended prayer services and how many locations we did. But you're right. It is a great reminder of Our Lady Guadalupe, the patroness for the for the United the, the Americas, actually. And it was very, uh, very well attended. And it's quite impressive to hold that rose. It's a uh, it's very uh, interesting. And it's I never I had not actually seen it close up. So that was a good that mo- was a big moment. Yeah, that's really something. Uh, I was lucky enough to have it for, I guess, back in the time when um Tom Perry was state treasurer, which is got a few years ago. And, uh, and even then, it, uh, it, it was impressive. And, and to know that, uh, you know, it means so much to so many people. I think Absolutely. That's, that, that's what's also well. You know, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, really, state deputy, is, um, you know, your vision for the state and, and, and where you would like to see it going. Well, we, we've come out of very, uh, two very difficult years with COVID and our our councils being closed down, our churches being closed down, the country being closed down. And going through those two years with our immediate past state deputy, Ken Grugel, and his leadership, he was guiding us out of it. And it was a slow process. The Knights of Columbus were there to help in our parishes with the cleanings that needed to be done and everything that was going on. And my goal in these next two years is to get our our councils back to full strength, to get them meeting and being the men who lead others back to the church. We're still having, you know, overall across the across the country and certainly here in Pennsylvania, church membership is down from the pre-COVID time. So my goal is to have the Knights of Columbus be those men who lead the people back. Men, men are, you know, Knights of Columbus, we're very dedicated to our faith. We proclaim it, we live it, and we defend it, but we also need to lead others to it. And I think we need to make sure that we are in the forefront of that. That was my phone. Sorry about that. I forgot to turn my phone off. Um, we we need to be in the leadership role of that and bringing people back to the church. Men certainly need, they certainly need a vision and somewhere to follow. And Knights of Columbus, who are followers of Christ, we need to bring others to that and get our men, not just the Knights of Columbus, but men in general, back to the church and get them back to praying together. And I think that's a major part of what we want to do in the next two years. Yeah, I think that really was one of the beneficial things about going from surge with service into faith in action, because I think it really and truly 
remunerated what we are supposed to be as Catholic men. You know, as knights, we have a function, but our function is far greater than just the charity of giving. And, um, and I think that you've, uh, I think a lot of things that I saw that you and uh, uh, Father uh, Rossi have, have put in there in, in the, in the uh, articles to, uh, to exemplify what we should be doing as, as knights and therefore Catholic men. Absolutely. Um, the, the charitable works that we do as an order, you know, here in Pennsylvania and across the world is very important and it's vital. But the whole idea and the, the program being called Faith in, Faith in Action is really a call to all men, not just Knights of Columbus. We need to live out our faith. You know, it's, it's one thing to say that I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. It's quite another to follow him. You know, as Christ said, you must pick up your cross and follow me. And every man must do that. And part of that is living the faith. And it's it's not easy sometimes. We all struggle. We all have our moments of maybe doubt or, you know, are we doing the right thing? Are we being the right kind of person? But you continue on, you know, a saint is the one who got up every time, you know, after he fell, you get back up. And we're all called to do that. And we're all called to be faithful men, faithful people. And I think that's where the Knights can help with men who maybe are trying to find a way and a way to live out their faith. And I, through the Knights of Columbus, because you're with like-minded men, we agree. We believe in our faith. We believe in what we're doing. And it's a good way for a man who maybe doesn't have that direction to get in with a group of men who, who really know what we're about. We're confident in our faith and we're following it. And I think that can help a lot of people, not just Knights of Columbus. It can help anybody. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Uh, I think it's one of the things when we see the new programs coming out, more opportunities for rosary. I mean, we've always carried the rosary. We, hopefully we all say the rosary every day, or at least as often as we can. But I think we have so many programs now that actually lead us back to the church through our mother. And I think that's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that is one of the best changes in the new faith in action program is the holy hours we do encouraging Eucharistic adoration, praying the rosary together. Um, men praying together, I think, is a strong example, not just to other men, but also to our families. The, you know, the, I think it was Archbishop Jean, the family that prays together stays together. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a very true thing. I think, you know, if we expect our families to be prayerful, we need to be prayerful. If we expect our kids to remain in the church as they get older, we need to be in the church. You know, we need to be praying together with them. We need to be showing them how to go to church and, and that you should. It is important. Children are watching. They watch their parents all the time. And if their parents lead them to the, you know, to the rosary and to, to church, I think they'll continue to follow that. Yeah, that was one of the things that, you know, you had mentioned throughout the article uh, with the March for Life, how many younger people were there. And I think that's a prime example of, of what you're stating is that if you if you lead, you will get the followers and the youth are the followers. Absolutely. We were, we were blessed to be kind of near the front of the March. There was a young Christian group in front of us um, who were carrying a banner. And then they allowed the, the, the Knights of Columbus, the uh, state officers that were there. We were right behind, we were right behind that first group. And then behind us was um, uh, Bishop Shanahan high school, which is actually from my hometown here in Downingtown PA. And they had, I think it was 40 kids, 50 kids, and they were right behind us. And it was it was a great testament to see, you know, 50 young Catholic students there 
marching for life. And they were right behind us, which was kind of great. I really enjoyed that because my, both my kids graduated from that high school. So okay. it was quite a, uh, it was quite nice. Well done, Joe. I think we're about at ready for a hard break. All right. How about we go take a break and we'll come back and continue with Mike and, uh, and Mike. How about that? Mike and Mike show. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy. I'm joined for this afternoon show by my co-host Mike Kubik and also our worthy state deputy for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike Kish. Gentlemen. Yeah, one of the things that I wanted to bring up and, and, and talk to you about, uh, worthy state deputy, is, is how we've always uh, talked about how programs and membership are really coexisting. They, they, you know, one feeds off the other, the other feeds off. And, and I was looking at the individuals that you had chosen to uh, head up some of your teams. And I see Jim Miyake went from uh, program director under the Google administration to state membership director. And a very good friend of ours, uh, Jack Rossetti, who served as membership director when I was program director, is now the life director. So I think, I think, uh, I think you found a way to blend these uh, two different sides of the house, programs and membership, but also the symbiotic relationship that they have. So you could expand a little bit upon that. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. That was um, that was some of that was by design. Some of it was by request as far as some of the way the people moved around a little bit. Um, I asked Jim Mayaki to be my membership director because when he was membership director under Stan Gawalski, he did a fantastic job. And I, I just liked his ideas, his thinking forward of what we want to do. Um, Mike Delucia, who is our program director, he has the same kind of mentality. Our, our goal, our words, I should say, have been membership programs drive membership and membership drive programs. They do go hand in hand. You can't you can't do any council cannot run programs if you don't have people there to do them, which is obvious. That seems obvious, but it is true. And when you do programs and you do effective programs and you do ones that attract people and they see that's good that the Knights of Columbus are doing, whether it be a pancake breakfast to raise money for birthright or, or you know, we do the baby bottle campaign in many councils across the state, which the, donate, the proceeds go to help, you know, a pregnancy center or, or whatever it might be. Those type of things people see, but also, the, as we talked about in the last section, the last segment, uh, prayer. When you see a group of men praying together, it's a tremendous force. And I think that's that can attract people to come with us, to come join us, um, which we certainly want as many men to join as we can. And then when you get the more membership, you bring in new people, you bring in new ideas, and sometimes new programs develop from that. Um, as you mentioned, Jack Rosati wanted to, he actually asked me if he could move into pro-life because he's very passionate about pro-life. And he was a great membership director when he served. But he he wanted to get a different perspective and bring different ideas. And he certainly has um, one of his ideas. And, and I think we're going to reach both goals that he put forward. He he asked me to if he could set a goal of 10 new ultrasound machines in the state of Pennsylvania. And we're three months into the administration and we already have seven. So I think we're going to make that goal. His other his other passion, if you will, was Special Olympics. 
So we're going to go doing a bucket campaign like we used to do in the, in the old days for ARC. We're going to do a bucket campaign for Special Olympics. And his goal was $100,000 to raise throughout the state, a goal I think we can make. So that's that's a couple of new ideas and, and new perspective that he brought to the program side of it. Uh, we are, we, they do work together. Our whole team is working together very well. We have, uh, and one of the things I'm going to give a shout out to our deputy uh, community director, he came to me and he said, I have a goal to get 10,000 coats for kids. Uh, we were at a meeting on Monday night and he told me we reached it. So that's fantastic. So through the state of Pennsylvania, the council's donating and also the state council donated. We're going to give out at least 10,000 because the program's not over. We're still, we're still soliciting money from the councils to buy more coats. So I mean, that's fantastic. Giving out 10,000 coats to kids who need them for the wintertime is going to be a great, it's just a great program. And, you know, it's, it, it's one of those ones that makes you feel good, you know, because there's somebody in need and there's a night to help, which I think is just great. That's what we, that's what we do. You know, somebody had said the line where there's a need, there's a night. And that's for sure. That is what we do. Yeah. I think uh, whenever we talk about the, the needs of children, um, I think that's one of the things that kind of proudest uh, moments for me is being a knight is the fact that when we talk about children, we talk about the, the from the moment of conception all the way through their life. And if, and if they happen to have a disability, we're also there for them at that point in time. And I think that's what, um, what makes us so important to the communities that we live in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know who, you know, when you, when you think about any person who does something in a community, it's always a benefit. The benefit that we have as Knights of Columbus is that we're working as a group. So instead of getting one person working in a community, you might have 10, 20, 30, depending on what you're doing, you know, you depending on where the council is and how big the council is. Or you have bigger groups where districts get together and five or six councils get together and work on on projects. That type of that type of unity that we have and, and how we work together, we can do bigger projects and take on bigger things. And that's that is one of the benefits of being part of the Knights of Columbus. As much as, you know, any individual wants to work and help, we have a big, that's the ability to get 10,000 coats because we work together, the whole state work together. And that's the, that I think is one of our, one of our special things that we have that we can do working together with other people to make things better for everybody. And you know what, yeah. Mike, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, the coats for kids, but what amazes me is the amount in the last what, almost 11 years that I've been at the radio station, the amount of ultrasound machines, mm -hmm. you know, Commonwealth-wide, we've put across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And if, if that saved one baby, we're doing our job. Absolutely. Uh, and hopefully that saved a lot more. Absolutely. That's, that's all we can do is, is put them yeah. out there. And even if there's a couple of mobile vans around here that have them in locally here in the Carlisle, Harrisburg, you know, Lancaster area that are going out doing good stuff because of the funding that the Knights or the chapter of the Knights have done to provide the, the money, the resources to go and buy these machines and have these mobile vans outfitted. I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. That's um, we do have, as I said, we have seven machines going in, right. Or seven applications that are going through the process. They'll be in soon, but also, and I thank you for mentioning the mobile units. There's one up in Erie, the Erie uh, region and the Erie diocese. They are raising $250,000 for a mobile unit. And that's very expensive, but they're all working together and they've, they've, they're coming along. I think they're pretty close to getting their goal of the money. Um, the last I heard they were, they were getting close. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that application come through. Um, that's one of the benefits of being a state deputy. You get to sign your name on them. You didn't do all the work. You have brother Knights that are doing the work, which is great, 
but you do get to put your name on it and say, Hey, this is coming from Pennsylvania, which is, it's a, it's one of those moments that make you proud to say, Hey, this is what my brothers are doing in Pennsylvania, which is yep. just amazing. Yep, it is. Yes, it is. We continue to pay it forward. And I don't care what way you do it. We continue to pay it forward. Mikey Kubik. Well, what I was going to say was it, what you had said is so true. Um, one of the neat things about being program director is that when you give out the awards, your name's on it. And, and, and it's kind of like you, uh, in the back of your mind, you're taking credit for what they're doing. And, uh, but you know, and, and all joking aside, it, it is, uh, it, it's a humbling experience when you get to see what the night counts, what the Knights and their council are doing throughout the state. You know, I used to read some of the reports and it was so hard for the directors to come to me and they say, well, we're going to give this individual council the award this year because all, all the councils that submitted were worthy. I mean, there, there was no one. You, you don't have that. And I think, I think that's the moment of pride that you feel in being a knight. Absolutely. When you, when you, when you do see the, the award applications that people put in, you see the tremendous work they're doing or when they turn in their service project uh, form at the end of the year, and you realize everything that they're doing, but not everybody even turns in a form. So you know that there's more stuff going on out there. You know there's other projects. You know there's other programs that are running. And it it is a big feeling of pride, you know, and representing the state of Pennsylvania. Big, we're a big state, 59,000 nights across the state. And they're doing tremendous work in, in councils that are small, that have 20 to 30 people, to councils that have 500 people. And they're doing great things across the whole state. And you know, on the local level, on the on the larger international level, being part of like the wheelchair initiative and, you know, the Coats for Kids program and all the things that we do, Habitat for Humanity. There's so many things and, and even trying to put them off, pull them off the top of my head. It's hard to remember everything, but it's just it, it does fill you with pride when you get this when you get to say, you know, I'm honored to be the state deputy of Pennsylvania representing the state of Pennsylvania. And I know all the great knights that are in the state. We've met so many of them. Mike, when you were program director, you meet so many across the state and they're just wonderful guys, just wonderful people. Yeah, I was just talking to Jack Rossetti. Uh, and it's one of the things that I mentioned is that you know, do you miss not being at the state? And, you know, and I say uh, no in one regard. And that's in regard that I wanted to spend more time with my own council and my assembly and do things locally. But then you also just what you had mentioned. You, you, you miss the friendships that you made from the people in Erie and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and the Poconos. And you just don't get to see these people like you used to. And, and you know, you, you feel a little bit of a loss there. But you also know that whether you're there or not, these great programs and uh, bringing new men into the fold is being accomplished. And, it, and it's just something to, to really be happy about. Lifelong, lifelong friendships and brotherhood. I mean, you know, we don't see each other all the time, Mike, anymore. But, you know, as soon as you see each other, your memories come back. You're, you know, you're, you're just like you like you were never apart kind of a thing. You know, you just you pick up right where you were. And, and that's that's one of the great things about the Knights of Columbus, the friendships you make. My best friends the Knight of Columbus. I have we have uh, six or seven couples. We all get together. We're all Knights of Columbus. We've been in the council for various numbers of years. I'm 22 years. Some of the other ones are a little bit less. Some are more. Our kids know each other. They, they, you know, they, they hung out together when they were young kids growing up. Now, a lot of them, we're all becoming grandparents. I myself, I have five grandchildren. So, you know, those, but those friendships and those, 
and and the, and the the bonds you make are just so strong. You know, whether they're close in your council or it's somebody across the state, you know, you still see them, and it's just the bonds are there. And I think that's one of the, I think that along with some of the other stuff is one of the great things that we have. You know, you the charity, unity, and fraternity, the three principles of our order, and they're really our driving force. You know, the charitable charitable part we all know about, but the unity we get and the fraternity we build. You know, working together in unity, doing charitable works builds our fraternity and our fraternity is strong and it, and it just continues to grow. I wish across the state we could get every man to join the Knights of Columbus. That would be, you know, that's obviously a, an ultimate goal, but people should think about it. Look at what we do. See if it's something that's not if something And here, here's a, something I talked about recently with some of my other guys. They asked me, well, if somebody comes up and asks me about the Knights of Columbus, what should I do? I said, well, you should. Obviously, tell them what we do. Tell them why you joined. Tell them why you stay in the Knights of Columbus. I said, one thing you got to realize, God kind of pushes us where he wants us to go. And maybe God's pushing that man to join the Knights of Columbus. If he's thinking about it, it's what happened to me. I was looking for a place to go. God kind of pushed me into the direction of the Knights of Columbus. And I've been happy ever since being part of it. And one thing I told the gentleman, the the person we were talking, the brother we were talking about, I said, you got to realize if God's pushing him, that young, that man is knocking on the door. It's now your job to open that door and get him, welcome him in. I said, because God put him there for a reason. God put him in your path for a reason. And I, I believe that that's truly, that that's truly part of what we are. We are here to do God's work. I think there is no better way to end the show. Uh, we can we can wrap it up because it doesn't make any difference what title we hold as knights, whether you're state deputy or you're grand knight of a council. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. For Night Talk, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. God bless. Stay safe out there.